Today's episode of Voices in My Head is sponsored by Matthew Cole in honor of the upcoming birth of the child of Rick and Jen James. That's right, he's sponsoring it in honor of our child. So Matthew, thank you for providing the money to sponsor today's episode. We do appreciate it and we're very excited about the upcoming birth of our first child. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head today. It's going to be a great show. Enjoy. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and a few good dogs to episode number 28 of Voices in My Head. I am Rick Lee James, your host, the creator of this podcast, and I'm very excited to bring you another episode today. Uh, Today on the episode, we have Mark Thompson, who is one of the head muckety-mucks, I think that's his official title, at the uh, Mission to the World. And Mark is doing great things with missions here in the States, and he's actually done great things outside of the States as well. Has a great story to tell and has uh, some neat ideas for you churches out there, or maybe even individuals who might be interested in um, following the call of Jesus and doing some missions work right here in the United States without ever leaving the country. Um, So we're going to get to uh, hear from him and hear some more about his life. Really interesting guy, very humble, very Christ-like person, and I'm glad that he could join me here today on the episode. Before we do, got a few other things to get out of the way. One being, I want to encourage all of you that use Twitter, go to my Twitter. Twitter page at Rick Lee James. That's that's the name actually. That's my Twitter title, I guess you'd call it, Twitter username. But got several followers followers over there, and I'm actually able to update the Voices in My Head podcast, uh, different status updates pretty regularly on there, and it's one of the fastest ways to get a response to me if you wanted to answer a question of the week or even just leave a comment for the show. So I wanted to encourage that. I also want to encourage you to go to the rickleejames.com webpage where we have all things pertaining to my ministry, including every episode of this podcast. You can listen to it live without downloading anything from that page. You, of course, all also can hear this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Facebook, and just about anything online where you can hear podcasts. And also, I wanted to remind you that we do have a phone line here at Voices in My Head. The number is 937-505-0162. And any comments or questions you have for the show, uh, I can listen to there. And we can even play your comments on the show if we find that they're appropriate. So I wanted to make sure and give that invitation. It's 937-505-0162. No charge to call that line if you have a cell phone, and I think most people do these days. So feel free to give it a call and just leave a message on the voicemail, and you can and get to hear your very voice on this show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get straight to a favorite segment of our show because not very many people participated this week and I uh, have other things to get to. So right up front, we're going to have... Question of the Week. Question of the Week. And it was interesting because Facebook tells me that this question went viral with all the number of people that saw it, but we only had one response. And I guess everybody is busy at camp this summer. Uh, But the question of the week for this week is, 
do you have a funny story about something that happened at summer camp? Um, share it here and hear it on the podcast. So if you, if you have a, a funny summer camp story, now in the interview that I did with Mark, we both had a couple funny summer camp stories. Uh, and apparently not many other people either went to camp or wanted to take the time to write it out or call in. But a lot of people saw this, um, so we're going to go ahead and read what faithful listener Matthew Cole wrote this week, and Matthew is also the sponsor of this week's episode. He says, One of my favorites was convincing a couple of junior hires who were caught swimming in the fountain that they contracted a rare parasite that would definitely result in exploratory surgery and would very likely result in amputations. On the way to the hospital, in the midst of tears, I was reassured they would never swim in the fountain again. So, good story, Matt. Matt had a few other stories, too, that he didn't share online. I actually had the privilege of having lunch with him uh, this week. And, yes, I was in Lexington, Kentucky, listeners. So, any of you Lexington people that were there, sorry I missed you. But I had a great time with Matt, and he shared a few other funny camp stories. And I wish we had time to share them all here. But, alas, it's only, well usually about a one-hour podcast. Sometimes it's longer than that. But thanks again for participating in Question of the Week this week. Watch the Voices in My Head Facebook page for next week's question. I actually don't have it in front of me, but I believe, if memory serves, that the question for next week is, what was your favorite... Uh, no, who was your childhood hero, I believe, is what next week's uh, question of the week was. So if you had a hero, maybe you were like me and it was Superman or Batman or some hero like that, or maybe it was Jesus. I don't know. Whoever your superhero was, you know, it doesn't have to be a superhero. It can be a ball player. It can be a race car driver. Whoever your hero was. Um, off the top of my head, I think that's the question I asked. Sorry, it's been a long week, and I'll tell you more about that later. But this has been another edition of... Now I have a couple other announcements to give out to you. I wanted to uh, to make this announcement. It actually, you heard a little bit about this last week on the podcast, but on September 7th here in Clifton, Ohio, if you live in the Springfield area or even in Columbus, Dayton, it's a pretty close drive for you. September 7th, I'm going to be recording at the Clifton Opera House. This is my very first ever uh, live album recording, and it's going to be an album called Basement Psalms. It's going to be all songs that I wrote from the Book of Psalms, and I'm excited to be doing this with Out of Truth Records, and uh, John Finney from Out of Truth Records was on the show last week, and he is recording and kind of co-producing this project, and I'm very excited uh, to be a part of that. I want to remind you, too, that Like a Child, one of his projects, is out now. And if you, the album is called Springfield, and you guys need to check it out. Like a Child is going to be a guest very soon, very soon, very soon on the podcast. So, um, just wanted to make that quick announcement. And also, um, that following week, September 11th, never forget, it's a day that lives in infamy. But uh, a little bit happier occasion, September 11th, than the one we all know it for. Um, my song, If You Hear His Voice Today, which is actually the song you hear every week at the beginning of the podcast, is going to be the featured download of the week on itickets.com. And uh, if you've ever gone to a Christian concert, chances are you've gone through iTickets. It's a nationwide ticket distributor, kind of like the Christian Ticketmaster, only not as corrupt. Um, I 
would like to say not corrupt at all. They're a great bunch of people over there. So I encourage you on September 11th to uh, download that song for free. I encourage you more than that to uh, buy that song if you like it, you know, and, and go and get the whole album at cdbaby.com where right now you can get any one of my CDs as a download for only four ninety nine. Well, that's it for the announcements. We have other things to move on to this week. And I do want to get to the interview, but before I do, um, I wanted to share with you something. In the past, I've had authors on the show, had some great authors, uh, Brian Zahn, Trip York, uh, Randy Lee James, my own father, Michael Card, uh, just great people who have been incredible authors. And one thing that I, I usually have the pleasure of having them do when they're on the show is to read a, a segment of their book. Well, um, this week I got my edition of Worship Leader Magazine, the July-August 2012 edition, and an article that I wrote is featured in there on page 37, and the article is called Billy Joel Taught Me How to Pray, and so I thought I would read this in my own words because for the first time I'm a published author. Uh, so I hope this is okay with you guys, and if you get the magazine and have already read the article, then uh, you don't have to hear it in my own words, but this is something I do sometimes, and uh, it's my podcast, and I have the microphone, so you're going to listen to every word I say. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You, you can stop it if you want, but I encourage you, uh, if you haven't had a chance to read the Worship Leader magazine, uh, I was very excited. Um, it actually won the Song Discovery Creative Conference author track, um, and just very humbled to be a part of this magazine. It was a really huge honor for me to look on the table of contents and see my name right there with people like Darlene Jack and Paul Balash and Israel Houghton, and uh, just never in my wildest dreams did I think I would ever see myself on the same page or in the same publication writing with them. So um, just very excited, very humbled, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime thing to get to be a part of this great magazine, and I recommend Worship Leader to any one of you out there, regardless of if you are a worship leader or not. It really is a great resource for the church. So, in my own words, Billy Joel taught me how to pray from the July-August edition of Worship Leader magazine. A few years ago, with the blurry eyes of early morning, I sat down in front of my television, a bowl of cereal in my hand. Now let's start off by saying, I am not the world's biggest Billy Joel fan. I mean, sure, who doesn't like a little Just the Way You Are or Uptown Girl on occasion, but... I certainly would not consider myself an expert on the man or his music. However, as I was surfing the channels that early morning, one that Billy Joel, <clears throat> sorry, one that had Billy Joel sitting at a piano being interviewed by James Lipton, the real one, not real Will Ferrell, caught my eye. Lipton asked Joel about his songwriting practices. Did he have a routine? Did certain songs just come to him? Did he write the music first? or the lyrics first. Billy Joel's reply was transformative for me. The piano man said that every day when he wakes up, he goes down to his studio, and for one hour he sits at his piano. He begins the hour by playing scales, familiar tunes, or anything that pops into his head, really. Sometimes the hour at the piano seems for him like six hours, as inspiration just will not come. And it's all he can do to make himself sit there rehashing old ideas. At other times, however, something will happen while he waits. 
Inspiration hits and musical ideas that he didn't even know were there begin to pour forth. Some days that early hour of drudgery will turn into three or four hours of the most amazing musical delight, and hours will pass like minutes. Now this is what he said that changed me. He said, if I hadn't been there, I would have missed it. Those words grabbed my heart, and it was as if a gentle, inaudible voice spoke to me and said, that's prayer. How many times have I missed the good and delightful gifts of a gracious God because I didn't show up? How many times have I missed it because I wasn't there? There are days that prayer, waiting on God, seems like such a worn-out drudgery. It's hard work to wait. It's difficult to sit in silence and do nothing except listen. However, I do believe most of us are indeed missing it daily because we aren't there. I include myself in this category. In my own life, at times, I feel the staleness tiptoeing back in. I feel it in my church. I feel it in my friends. I feel it in me. Bilbo Baggins says it best in J.R.R. Tolkien's classic, The Fellowship of the Ring. I know I don't look it, but I'm beginning to feel it in my heart. I feel thin, sort of stretched like butter scraped over too much bread. If you're like me, then it's time to show up again. It's time to call the staleness what it is and begin the hard task of waiting in the presence of one higher than us. What Billy Joel said about songwriting is also true of the narrow path of prayer. If I hadn't been there, I would have missed it. Someday, I'd like to thank Billy Joel, faithful atheist that he claims to be, for teaching me how to find God. I'd like to thank him for challenging me with this question. Are you going to be there, or are you going to miss it? And that was my article this month in Worship Leader Magazine. I hope you enjoyed that, and hope you heard it as I threw it on the floor there. That was really great. Uh, but thanks again to the fine people at Worship Leader Magazine for selecting my article. I really appreciate that. And uh, if you get a chance to pick up Worship Leader, I'm not just saying this because I'm in it this month. Um, I, Worship Leader Magazine has been a great resource for me as a worship leader for well over a decade now. I've been subscribing to that and to the Song Discovery Service. And uh, it really is a great, great thing to have if you're, if you're in ministry of any kind, if you're a pastor, a worship pastor, uh, even if you're a layperson that wants to know more about how to help other people worship, great, great magazine. So I appreciate them including me this week. Well, thanks for listening to that, and uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. I can't believe we're 28 episodes in already. I did this podcast and next week's podcast during the same week, at least the interview parts of it. Let me explain a little bit where I was. I was in West Virginia. Um, I've been privileged for the last few years to be a part of a thing called Mission to the World. And Mission to the World is run by the Presbyterian Church of America, PCA. And it takes place in West Virginia every summer. Uh, Mark Thompson, who is my guest today, is the Senior Project Administrator over Mission to the World and its ministry to Fairmont, West Virginia. And uh, it, it, we got there, and as you guys know, if, if you're in America listening to this, some of my listeners are uh, outside of America, but just to give you a reference, 
It was one of the hottest weeks last week, uh, I think, that we've had in a very long time. If I'm not mistaken, it was like 104 degrees. And we got to West Virginia, my wife and I. She rarely gets to travel with me, and especially now that she's pregnant, um, you know, she's kind of selective about which one she's going to go to. So I've been telling her, you know, the camp's going to be fine. Uh, They have... Um, some air conditioning, you know, like window units and stuff, and we'll have bunk beds. You know, it'll be fun. It'll it'll just be, you know, an experience. And when I got there, uh, when we got there, we pulled in and found out that the storm that had happened the night before, which had affected, you know, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, all all sorts of places, um, had knocked out the power completely. And they told us it was going to be maybe seven days before the power came back on. And we were staying in a very hot building. My guess is it was probably well over 100 degrees even where we were sleeping at night. And uh, it was a a weird experience to be driving through West Virginia, not realizing the extent of the damage of the storm, and seeing cars lined up maybe two, three miles out trying to get off of an exit to get to a gas station because there might have been only one station within, you know, 100 miles that had gas that day or had electricity to give gas. So it was an interesting experience, and yet, even though we got there a little bit discouraged and feeling like, oh, I don't know if we can make it through this week, I got to say, my pregnant wife, uh, she's a trooper, and she stuck it out with us the entire week. About Tuesday night, the power came back on. We were all grateful. Um, We were sweating so much, but, uh, but these kids that came to work, and adults too, um, they went out, they put roofs on houses, they were painting, uh, they were staining decks, they were building decks, they were going in and putting new floors and new walls in people's homes that couldn't afford it. And then they'd come back at night and we'd have these worship services and I had the privilege of leading the music for them. And it was just an awesome experience, even without any electricity, even with cold showers, even with no air conditioning. Uh, no cell phone service whatsoever. Maybe it was better for all those things. But Mission to the World is a great organization. You won't regret if you're ever a part of it. And I just want to say as someone who is not even a part of the PCA Church, I'm a Nazarene, they welcome me in uh, and they will welcome you in. And if you want to be a part of some great work that God is doing, you need to check out Mission to the World. You're going to hear more about how to do that in today's podcast. My interview today is with, again, as I said before, Mark Thompson, Senior Project Administrator over Mission to the World. Great guy. Really reminds me a lot of Jesus every time I get to spend uh, any moments with him at all. Uh, He just reminds me of Christ. I don't know any better way to say it. And I was so privileged to sit down and talk with him, not only because of his position with Mission to the World, but he has an amazing testimony to share of the way that God not only found him, but the way that God miraculously brought him through a brain tumor. And uh, I'm looking forward to to hearing it again as I put it up on the podcast today. Mark's a great guy, and you're in for a treat. Next week, you're going to get to hear from Chaplain Rich Young, a retired Army chaplain uh, who spoke to us all week long, another very Christ-like guy. And I'm so pleased to bring 
um, some of what Mission to the World is doing to you guys this week on Voices in My Head. Thank you again for listening and, and helping this podcast to be such a success. Um, we're getting more listeners all the time, and I owe that to people like you who are just telling friends. Um, and if you get a chance and can leave an iTunes review for us or maybe put up something on the Facebook wall and let your friends know you're listening to this show, I'd really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm just overwhelmed by the positive reviews we're getting and the good people who are writing in and uh, the good people that are coming on the show which have who have great things to share. Um, and I, I believe in about two weeks from now, just to let you know, we have Scott Rowley, who is currently touring with Michael Carr, great musician, great author, great pastor, and uh, just exciting stuff in the coming days. And today is no exception. So here's my interview with my friend Mark Thompson. Today I'm actually on location for Voices in My Head in Fairmont, West Virginia, or somewhere nearby uh, at the Mission to the World campgrounds here in West Virginia, and I'm here with the camp director, Mark Thompson, who is also, his official title with Mission to the World is Senior Project Administrator for the Fairmont, West Virginia Short-Term Mission Project. But Mark has some neat stories to tell, and looking forward to having him as a guest today on Voices in My Head. And he was gracious enough, while I'm up here doing music for the camp, to sit down with me and uh, and be a podcast guest today. So thank you for being here today. I appreciate that. Good to be here. I'm glad, glad to be on. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I have a question for you, and every week, if you've, I know you've listened to a few of the podcasts, and we do mm-hmm. a question of the week, and so this is a camp-centric one, because I always try to um, uh, customize the question for the guest a little bit, what things that they're about. And it doesn't have to be this camp, necessarily, um, but I'd like to hear if you have, uh, what's a funny memory you have from being at camp? We've yeah, had a few uh, this week that have been yeah, pretty we, funny. Yeah, we have since we've had a power outage and all kinds of things. But uh, I was thinking about it earlier, and probably the funniest moment um, to date for me. I mean, there's lots of funny moments when you get 200 people together, different personalities and different ages. There's all kinds of funny things that can come out of it. But every Friday night we typically have a big bonfire mm-hmm. down out in the field and one particular Friday when you light it I mean it you know you can really see it throughout mm-hmm. the camp because it's a large you know bonfire all kinds of debris and sure. materials from uh, trash from things that we've done throughout the week and wood and and things and so we were I was standing up at the the back of the camp and saw saw the flames go up and that was beautiful as it kind of reflected off the trees and this one one young man teenager started to run across the fields and was just full bore going at it and there's a little gully area down there that you really can't see (laughs) at night and um it's got quite a little drop off and everything and he was just he was yelling while he was going down there and all of a sudden he just disappeared (laughs) Just totally just, gone. Just gone. And, you know, we all kind of held our breath and waited a few seconds. And then his head popped up, and he was back running towards the fire. And he was like, good to go, I'm all right. Good to go. So, yeah, so that that literally, I mean, still to this day, when I 
think of that. It it was quite funny and could have been bad, but uh, yeah, I'm but glad it, that it was not. So. But it turned out to be just slapstick comedy. It was. Point, yeah. so. Well, my favorite one from this week so far is the... Uh, uh, for listeners who don't have a visual perspective of the campgrounds where we're at, where the dining hall is, there's an entranceway to the dining hall, and right next to the dining hall entranceway is the entrance to the women's bathroom. And they have a bell that they ring when it's time for seconds at mealtime. And this week, these uh, these two boys from one of the churches that were here were just waiting, anticipating for seconds to be called and when Mark rang the bell, um, they got up and ran for the door and ran straight into the women's bathroom, thinking <laughs> thinking it was the kitchen. So um, that was a pretty funny story this week. It was. But, all right. Well, we've got the uh, the important part out of the way, which was question right. of the week, and now we we get into uh, you know less important things like you know, ministry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to find out um, first of all, and maybe you can can lead us into this. Um, I'd like to. You know, how did you become a Christ follower, first mm-hmm. of all? And then leading into that, maybe just share with us how you got involved in mission. And I've, I've heard a little of this story, but just um, where you knew that God was calling you that way with your life to be in missions work. Sure, so. yeah. Well, I, you know, I grew up in a, in a Christian home, and, and yet it was um, certainly not a perfect home at, by any means. And, and uh, so... Um, but I had received Christ at an early age through some circumstances that my mom had uh, uh, walked me through receiving Christ at a, at a young age. And that was just a phenomenal thing. And to see my parents' example of Christ-likeness and, and things. And yet, when I was older, in my you know early 20s, um, really struggled with a number, number of Christian walk things, just mm-hmm. lifestyle things and was not living the Christian life and really came to a point where the Lord called me through or out of a number of lifestyle changes such as I was heavily involved in alcohol and just coming to the point where God said to me one night um, and through my wife as well just saying you need to choose this is not the lifestyle that um, and my wife telling me and as well that you know finding me in a in a stupor one night and just saying you need to choose us and also heard God's spirit just speak to me and say you need to choose me once and for all and and this is and so that really was kind of a uh, a definite line in the sand and saying you're right Lord I choose you and and really from then on it's been uh continued you know sanctification process but I really see that as um, a moment in time where the Christian life, where it really went from, uh, certainly it was in my heart, but it really was more in depth from my mind to my heart. Mm. It made that huge, deep leap yeah. that that needed to be done. And, and I say those things to lead me into, um, uh, I was at church one day and, uh, in Virginia, and, and there was a mission trip coming up, and I had never given thought to a mission trip other than this one morning they were like if you have any last minute guys and gals that want to go on this and the lord really put that on my heart and i i raised my hand and i said i want to go and mm-hmm. and so i did i went i went on a week-long mission trip in um, 1999 to a little island called guanaja honduras mm-hmm. and it was to do disaster response relief rebuilding BBS, construction project, kind of your traditional 
mission trip mm. to a foreign country. And boy, was I green. I mean, I had been doing computer work for a small computer company outside of Washington, D.C., and had never thought I would do any of these kind of things. So I, long story short, went on this mission trip, and it was the best and the worst week of my life. <laughs> and and really, it was full circle, because God really brought me to the point where, you know, different circumstances, no power, no A.C., sleeping on just like the camp floor that's right <laughs> you know and you know hot and uh, muggy and so the physical culture shock of a different uh, language as well mm-hmm. and being on this little island that had no cars or roads and then seeing devastation from a hurricane and meeting new people and so I really God really caused my heart to uh, um, you know I, I went the gambit of being the North American on the white horse to come down and save people. Mm-hmm. And really, God took me down and chopped me down and then caused repentance. Mm-hmm. All in that one week. And then, so I came back and I went to my wife and I I thought, well, man, I, I really feel like I'm called to the mission field, but what's my wife going to say when I say, how do you feel about going to the mission field with three kids? <laughs> right. Um, to a little island off the coast of Honduras uh, where there's no cars, no roads, and uh, live in a little house that we'll probably have to build when we get there. And so I actually did that after much prayer, and she said, you know, while you were gone, God put that on my heart as well. Wow. And I couldn't believe it. It was like, well, that's definitely the Lord, so let's take it to the next step. So we contacted MTW and ended up serving as short-term missionaries there and uh, that was just a wonderful experience sure not without trial or mm-hmm. fire or <laughs> or a hurricane we, we went through a number of things and I've done a number of things at MTW over the years as well and then now have been in this project for this will be my third season so yeah I I loved how you described God I think you said God cut you down or yeah, uh, just say, really cut me down um, there was a took uh, me down yeah a, have you ever heard that Johnny Cash song sooner or later God will cut you down no I haven't but uh, I, I love Cash but it, I haven't heard that it was one of his one of his last songs one of his best albums and hmm. I think it was the opening song on the album uh, you can run on for a long time you can run on for a long hmm. time but sooner or later God will cut you down and I've often thought of that True. song and, I, and uh, even right now I'm starting to think of how that makes sense because um, you know God's sword so to speak is is a wound that heals us oh, yeah. and I think that's what he's singing about in that song but it, it's it's amazing you know to hear that story and when I hear people's lives when we talk about um, God at times and even in some of the messages we've heard this week about mm-hmm. at times God needs to um, we, so to speak, need to die so the resurrection can take place. So what a beautiful thing to hear that, you know, when you got back from that mission trip, your wife has been sensing that same thing. And how often do we hear of somebody being called to some sort of ministry and the spouse, you know, just is not on board. Right. And, and what a what an awesome thing, right. you know. Godly wives are great things. Um, we're, I'm sure we're both great for ours. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good things. Definitely. Well, you've been talking about MTW, and I just want to make sure everybody knows what that is because it's not something that maybe everybody's heard of mm-hmm. before. Uh, MTW does stand for Mission to the World, 
And maybe you could just explain a little bit about what Mission to the World is and then maybe bring it down into more specifics as to what is going on here in West Virginia. Um, Because it's my understanding you'd like to invite as many people as are willing to be a part of this in some capacity. Yeah, I sure would. Yeah, and and by the way, to the listeners out there, I've been um, a music leader here for the services and it's been my blessing to be here for, um, I think... It was five years ago when I first came. It was just before you had started. And uh, it's every year is just such a blessing. These kids come and work, and uh, it's amazing to see how God works in their lives. And it's, it's not an ordinary church camp. Um, I have went to church camps growing up. I have nothing against them. Um, but this is sort of like a church camp with a work and service emphasis. And when we come to worship times... Um, it's just a, an incredible God moment, and these kids come ready to really praise the Lord, and it's amazing to see how they're filled up and sent out. So um, as Mark begins to tell you more about what Mission to the World is, I just want you to know from my experience, um, a lot of what I do with my summer, I've, I've spent at least one week here, and this week I'll be spending two, and uh, it's just always a blessing to be here. So uh, so take it away. Tell us. I'll, I'll quit talking so you can talk. No, and it's... And, and... <laughs> And uh, it is, it's great uh, when you're back, and I'm glad that you're coming two weeks this year and this season, and look forward to that. And and you are very popular. Uh, the music that you bring is authentic and sincere, and uh, it's good worship, so uh, we always enjoy having you back. But um, yeah, Mission of the World is the mission-sending agency of the PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America. And so um, we're a relatively small denomination, but mm-hmm. um, and uh, so that's what uh, that's what MTW is. So we're um, there is also Mission of North America, and we're all under the Presbyterian Church in America. And um, you know, MTW does a quite a number of of things, including international ministries and missionaries and uh, having domestic missionaries and ministries and that's where Fairmont falls in is it's one of our domestic short-term mission sites Hmm. and so um, most people are familiar with a week-long trip to Honduras or Peru or to Kenya or something and really it's very similar this is a mission trip it's just within the United States to an area to the Appalachia area of West Virginia and so West Virginia is coal country, and it really is the epitome of coal country and and the mountains and the hollers, and we hear those kind of words because I had to learn <clears throat> all of these kinds of uh, culture words as well, even though I grew up in Virginia and those kind of things. And uh, But... Uh, the the ministry here is a traditional mission trip where uh, church teams, individuals, and folks, mm-hmm. uh, youth, families, and adults alike. We really this is a family friendly site. In other words, we even have a a newborn baby here this yeah. week, um, and that's great. and And I love it. Each week this year, we've we've had we've had teams that are full of families. Mm-hmm. Whole families from little kids to teenagers to mom and dad are all coming together on a mission trip. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, it's not always, they don't always have the greatest time in one sense that they may get hot and they may get sweaty. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going to deal with different personalities, but they get to do that all under um, the Christian camp, mm -hmm. and they get to do that under uh, as a family. And I, and I do believe that that draws the family closer. And so this ministry is through Christ Community Church, a PCA church here in Fairmont, West Virginia. And it's an outreach uh, of that, and it's tied into that. And that's important to have mm -hmm. a tie into a church body. And, sure. and also my desire is to continue to, to grow relationships with the church at large, the evangelical church here. And, mm -hmm that to continue to grow and so yeah we do invite all denominations to come here to camp and so camp really is an experience of yes you're it's two mission fields as I always say you have camp life and our lives back here at camp how we treat each other how we serve one another here and I've seen that every week uh, people if there's a piece of trash they pick it up always coming to me how can we help how can we serve and we all help and we're all assigned days to take care of the camp. And I think that's great. And so, and then we go out into the community and we really do, we do maintenance and construction work on a lot of widows' homes hmm. and single parents and, and elderly and um, just a huge amount of, and big projects anywhere from full roof, you know, roofing jobs to almost adding a whole another room to a house to, just doing some gardening and trimming and whatever they need. Yeah. So. Now, do they have to um, do they have to know something about construction when they come? Because uh, I know they do. I, like I'm going around to these work sites and I'm mm -hmm. seeing you know teens literally putting new roofs on homes. Right. I'm seeing them put up uh, you know new floorboards and kitchens and new mm -hmm. walls and things like that. What if somebody doesn't know a thing? Like me, yeah. for instance, I know nothing about construction. Yeah. So no, uh, that's that's an excellent question. Mm -hmm. You really do not need to know a single thing about construction. Um, you can even show up and and say. I don't know which end of the hammer to use um, because we provide staff that's assigned to your team to walk you through the project. And that's one of our desires is to actually take individuals on the team and teach them how to use power tools, how to do a roofing job. And ultimately, it's so that they can go back to their own communities and duplicate this ministry. We love people to come back, but we also love to hear it when they've stayed back home this year or gone somewhere else and applied the things that they've learned here in Fairmont, both spiritually and physically. And a number of teams have done that over the years, where they have done roofing jobs or other construction jobs back in their own community. And so we really provide, it really is a turnkey trip where you can sign up. We take care of uh, good food, excellent food, Good lodging, you know, safe environment, real mattresses to sleep on every night, um, barring electricity going off with a tornadic event that we had recently, um, which is rare. But in uh, the worship, that I think that's another unique thing, is we have the staff that helps with the projects in a tangible, tangible mercy ministry way. But then back at camp, we have evening services where we have worship. And folks like like you with with just wonderful music, um, and we have a time of sharing, and then we bring in excellent speakers. I mean, we've got uh, 
uh, pastors from around the country. We have speakers. We have uh, we've got a marine chaplain this week, um, which is just it's been phenomenal. Yeah. And let me let listeners know next week uh, on the podcast. I'm going to actually be playing a full service from here at Mission to the World so that you can kind of get an experience of that. And, and I want to set that up. I'll set it up next week. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about the storm that we had going into the week uh, to let you know what the service was like. Um, when I got here on Saturday, uh, really, Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, several other states surrounding had experienced this huge tornado-type storm that it just... But it wasn't quite a tornado because it was so far sweat- stretching, and I think there were tornadoes. But um, when we got here, it was uh, hot as blazes, and then Mark said, hey, um, we don't have any power. <laughs> and so uh, we've been without power for, uh, let's see, it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which was last night. Um, just before the worship service started, um, it started to rain. And we were all under the tents, and it was around that time, uh, give or take a few minutes, uh, that the power all came back on finally. So we had not had air conditioning. Um, the the food, which is always excellent, these poor ladies in the kitchen that were cooking, were doing great job, but they had to do it by flashlights. Yeah. And I mean, it was it's tough. You're, you're cold showers. People were having to take all week long, and still the spirit. I actually recorded the service last night because I wanted. Um, it's an amazing, powerful thing just to hear when they're raising their voices. You can't hear me very much even, and I, I'm up front leading, um, but they're singing songs like In Christ Alone and Days of Elijah and just really um, some neat time of, of just consecrating themselves. And uh, and when the power came back on, you know, I think everybody was a little jazzed about that anyway. But the, the chaplain this week, getting into the speakers you get when you come here, Rich Young, along with every speaker I've I've heard when I've been here at one of these projects, um, Rich may be possibly the best I've heard so far, um, but his messages have just been so on target. So I'm excited. Rich is going to be a guest on the podcast as well for a brief interview, but mostly next week I'm going to be playing a full service for you. Uh, so you can kind of hear what I do when I'm here and the kind of spirit that's involved in the service, and then the kind of messages that you get to hear when you come to a Mission to the World camp, because it really is empowering and, and helps you to go out, because the idea is the Great Commission, that not not oh, just yeah. that we leave it here, but like you said, we take it back into our communities. And, um, and for too long, I think we've had the idea that missions is simply just telling somebody about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I love that Mission to the World is actually showing people Christ. And we're going out and getting definitely to talk to them about you know the goodness of who God is and, and uh, just the way that He works, but also showing it and actually being a part of the community. So I, I just had to kind of put that plug in for what you're going to hear next week. It's an exciting thing, but... Um, so if you have any questions, and I'm not quite done because I want to ask you something mm-hmm. else, but if anybody has any questions that's listening and maybe they want to get more information or maybe they'd like to figure out how to sign up, again, you don't have to be part of the Presbyterian Church of America. It's it's open to anybody who wants sure, to come. Oh, yeah. And uh, But tell us, like, is there a good email address, phone number, website, someplace they can go to to find out more about this? Yes. Yeah, I would suggest a couple different things. The first place where they can go is um, mtw.org so mtw.org that's our main mission site and we'll have go under 
one and two week or short term mission trips and you can even search on Fairmont um, West Virginia F-A-I-R-M-O-N-T West Virginia and um, also uh, my email address is mark M-A-R-K dot Thompson T-H-O-M P-S-O-N dot O-R I'm sorry at M-T-W dot O-R-G and also the, the main phone number is 678 823 Okay. So those are the best ways, and I've got email, and I would love to hear from folks. And uh, and I'll do my best to get all this information on my webpage where the podcast is located as well. So if you didn't catch all that, we'll be able to, to try to get it out for you yeah. on that. So, um, well, thanks for sharing about Mission to the World. That's an exciting thing, and I, I encourage everybody to look that up. Uh, they are doing some really neat things in the area. I've visited some homes that are benefiting, and you, you wouldn't believe uh, how great it is to talk to some of the homeowners who just cannot afford to have somebody mm-hmm. come in and fix their house, yeah. and, uh, and and they're giving them Jesus. I love on the last night we all come together, and uh, a lot of the homeowners get to come be with us. We have oh, a good yeah. cookout, and yeah. we worship together and, and have testimonies and just get to hear what's going on. So. Um, it's a worthwhile thing if if you're looking for something uh, to, to really maybe kindle that spark, maybe even for your whole church and its mission. Um, I encourage you to check that out. But before we end the interview today, um, the year that I first met you, um, mm-hmm. you had a scar that I'd noticed, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always a little embarrassed because I don't want to ask for sure, but I had a feeling there was probably a God story behind oh, yeah. this, and uh, it was just it was a great story to hear just the way that God worked through through what was really a very profound um, and could have been deadly situation in your life. So I wonder if you could just share for listeners that whole story. Um, yeah, because... no, that's great. And I, um, for, the, for listeners that don't know me and can't see me, I'm a, I'm a big guy and I shave my head and I don't have any hair and just one of those big burly goatee shaved head guys and <laughs> So I do have a scar. It's a quite large, and that, that's from a uh, a brain tumor that I had eight years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. The anniversary of the removal is coming up on July 21st, and, and, and I do. I celebrate that every year and mm-hmm. in one sense, and I always say to folks, you know, I've got a physical reminder of God's goodness that I get to touch every day, that I get to mm-hmm. to see every day, and we all do, and we all have those kinds of things and scars are kind of a uh, a neat reminder because they they bring up something that might be um of a time that was tough and yet it was a good time yeah it was uh, and i can remember the the call getting you know i we had gotten back from the mission field hadn't been to a doctor in a number of years because it was just so rural and things and had some headaches and this and that and they wanted to rule stuff out, sure. had an MRI, and I remember getting the call. I was home with my uh, just baby son, Noah, at that time, and uh, the guy called me, the doctor who happened to be a, a Christian, and he told me that I had a brain tumor and what needed to be done, and and uh, he actually prayed with me and those mm-hmm. things, and I remember hanging up on the phone and just uh, putting Noah down and, and just getting on my knees and I started to sing the doxology hmm. I just then lifted my hands up and that that would be the strangest thing uh, from a human perspective to do but it was 
really an act of, Lord, this is whatever you have. I submit to that and was so thankful that uh, God, I knew God would take me through that. And what, what I knew, especially as we went through the surgery, was because uh, when you're down to that point where everybody else is gone, you've said you're, okay, I'll see you in a little while, sure. and you've said you're, you've given your last kiss to your wife, or and you've said goodbye to your kids, you're left in that little cold room, freezing to death, naked, and yeah. you've got a thin sheet over you, and it's just you and God. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't have been more at peace, and actually was looking forward to seeing the Lord. Hmm. I was ready to go home. <laughs> Um, and yet if God had chosen, which he did, to for me to stay, then that was great too. Mm. But I have to admit, even to this day, um, I was really looking forward to checking out and just going, not sinning anymore. Mm. And just that level of God, whatever you have, that's what I'll do. And so it's been eight years, almost eight years, and those were some of the sweetest times in my life. Hmm. Um, going through that and through through that circumstance it's interesting how um, clear things become when when life and death are um, laid out more clear hmm. um, and like we recently this week with the restoration of or not having power for four days mm-hmm. and now having power switching on a light is, yeah. is it's, wonderful it's amazing yeah. let me tell you <laughs> You know, and, and having a fan or something, because it's been, it'll be close to 100 today and tomorrow. And mm-hmm. and really, it's been my prayer all these years that God, you know, change my heart so that I have that level of clarity every day, mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances are. And um, so God is good, and that's been, you know, and, and uh, Psalm 91 has always been, uh, a reminder of God's goodness, and so those are good things. So here I am. My son Noah is nine, so I would have missed a good chunk of his life because he was so young then. And hmm. I take that as a blessing every day, and yeah. a blessing that I, so many ways, and I look back on how God has used me in the last um, almost decade with ministry and missions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a regular guy. And I'd like to say that too. I. I never even went to college, yeah. you know. I was out there in the workforce, did what I was supposed to do, and uh, went on a week-long mission trip, and I have never been the same. Wow. So it's it's been an awesome journey, so. Well, yeah. and it's, it's a testimony to hearing that whole thing. It just reminds me that God does provide when he calls, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, very true. And, and that's, that's one thing that a lot of us have a struggle to step out with and just say, mm-hmm. You know, wow, I've got three kids and a family, and um, it's just, it, it encourages me to see people like you who have decided, mm-hmm. you know, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, you know, oh, yeah. and uh, and it's, it's neat to see your family. Um, Mark's family is actually here this week, and uh, is your son, um, is your son Mark here all summer he with is. you? As no, intern? no, just or, this week. Just this week, yeah. okay. Um, it's been but great I've to have them. gotten yeah. to know them through the years too, and especially this week, I got to meet the rest of his family. So it's it's a it's a cool thing to see just what God's doing uh, through his life, and uh, just the attitude of coming through that surgery and and uh, to live as Christ to die is gain. So it says in Scripture, and uh, and 
to live is gain too, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, and we live with is. Christ. So it's good either way. It's so. good either way. Yeah. So, well, Mark, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being on Voices in My Head today. Great to be here. And uh, again, next week is going to be kind of a special podcast. I've never done one quite like this before. Uh, but Rich Young is the chaplain here this week, and like Mark said, he's a, a retired Marine chaplain. And he has had such challenging messages for us this week. And last night's was just amazing. I just, I had a feeling, I, I thought, you know what, if I can get this recorded, it's raining and everything, but it, it sounds really neat. So I'm looking forward next week just to share in our, our time of worship and our time of uh, hearing what um, what Chaplain Young has to say. And I think you're going to be really uh, very blessed if you get to hear next week. Not because of me, but because of all the things that God is doing in the midst. So thanks for listening to Voices in My Head this week, and I'm out of here. appreciate Mark Thompson being my guest on Voices in My Head this week. Go on the internet and check out Mission to the World. You guys need to do this. Um, one thing that I wanted to share today in closing, we do have a little bit of time left on the show. There's a guy that's a part of Mission to the World every year, and I uh, doesn't even know he's going to be on this. I'm going to have to tell him next week. But we had a conversation, and I just asked Kenny, you got any words of wisdom for us? And um, I turned on my recorder I have to understand who Kenny is. If you have been to a Mission to the World camp, you know who Kenny is. He's an older gentleman. He's got a long beard, kind of looks like Santa Claus, and he's just a good old boy. And uh, he loves the Lord. He's at Mission to the World every year, has his own little room. He greets you at the dining hall, shakes every person's hand every day at every meal, makes this whoop-whoop noise. And uh, you're actually going to hear him next week during the interview because when I'm interviewing my guest, he walks up behind and makes the whoop-whoop noise. Um, he's legally blind, and uh, so he doesn't get around unless somebody else takes him places, has a lot of wisdom to share. And so this is kind of a little bit of a Voices in My Head bonus for those of you that know and love Kenny. And for those of you that haven't had the privilege, uh, he's quite a character. So I'm just going to share a little bit of a conversation that he and I had sitting on a porch uh, one day. It was a hot day, probably one of those 104-degree days. Um, but he had some great insight to share. And so I just asked him, uh, as you're going to hear, you got any words of wisdom for us? And I think these words of wisdom are a great way to close the show. So thanks for Kenny being on here as well today. And thanks to Mark Thompson and Mission to the World. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. And God bless every single one of you. Bye. Well, tell me some words of wisdom, Kenny. Well, uh, I would say... Buy yourself a Bible. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I'm not finished. All right. Uh, and just use it for reading. Don't don't study. Don't do anything. Just read and mark it up. Uh-huh. And uh, I've read the Bible through about ten times uh, as a pastor. Uh, it's garbage in, garbage out. Uh-huh. If I was home watching HBO, uh, that's not good. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, you just saturate yourself with scripture hmm. and every now and then you'll find a verse worth memorizing hmm. and uh, I pulled out two dollar bills and I was down here that night and pulled out a two dollar bill and the guy knew the answer and I gave him a two dollar bill <laughs> so uh, but uh, you know so 
good good questions you know uh, like uh, we sing a song and you probably sang it before mm -hmm. the throne of God I stand mm -hmm. and then it goes on and says my name is written on his hand mm -hmm. uh, and I say where does it say that about and and 90% of people don't know mm -hmm. it says that in Isaiah 49 16 and I said, if you know the verse before that, if you can memorize, have, have that verse memorized, I'll give you a five dollar bill. <laughs> and that's forty nine fifteen. Says, can a mother forget her children? Yes, she can. And even those who nurse her breast, but I'm the Lord, and I'll never forget you. Hmm. Well, man, that's that's pretty powerful stuff. That's good stuff for sure. That'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. You can also download my free mobile app from iTunes and on the Android Marketplace. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.